last time on Join the Party. Phoebe and Carrie Ann recover in the nurse's office from their terrible gelatinous ooze burns. The moose in the woods tells Phoebe to demonstrate her ultimate terrible nature power, which she does by healing Carrie Ann with some incredibly gnarly magic healing. That leaves a tattoo of Phoebe's hand on Carrie Ann's shoulder, which only continues to freak Les out more about Phoebe's terrible magics. As Phoebe recovers, Carrie Ann and Les decide that they need to get some more information about the adults and set up a plan to spy on the director and assistant director Z. It's a stakeout, people. Time to get sneaky. Shh, be quiet. It's a stakeout. Let's get the party started. I feel like decommissioned Willie like saw too much and they like MIB mind wiped him. They, they really gravity falls <laughs> McGucket at him. Yeah. I forgot what I did this morning. Oh, uh, yuck. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so uh, the Raven called thrice at 9 p.m. What, so what's the plan here? What are, what are we trying to do? Phoebe, do you think you woke up in between, you know, like seven ish and nine ish or are you out for the night? I don't know, Eric, what do you think? Would I have woken up in that time, or you think I am conked out? I want to say probably not. That That's what I think is the the causation from this, is I think you're out. Okay, that's fine. Okay, cool. Phoebe, you are just still fully asleep after extenuating yourself, and you're just having a dream where you and... <laughs> you and Jane are holding hands, and both of you are two inches taller. <laughs> Hold on, there's a... Loud car going by. That's and then there's a loud car going by in your dream. <laughs> I had a dream that I had to hold a celebrity cat during a trial involving the cat's intellectual property the other night. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That's real a, cool. It was a good dream. It was, it was good. It was really cool. Man, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. I think Phoebe in her dream is like, I'm so tall already, but also this just feels right. Phoebe, I think we're a power couple now, and I'll stand up for you all the time. Even when I think you're wrong, I'll talk about it to you later, but I won't say it publicly. Wow. I love that you know how to read. <laughs> no one's ever said that to me before. <laughs> you know Phoebe is next time she sees Jane is going to forget that that was a dream, oh, yeah. not yeah. reality. And she's yeah. like, I'm glad you like that I can read. <laughs> I brought you a book. Can I read it to you? I know you like that. Hey, Phoebe. Um, I don't mean to be rude, but what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, y'all are y'all in the woods. Yeah. As soon as there's like lights out and kind of locked up for the night in the infirmary, Carrie Ann is going to sneak out the window and try to break into the administrative headquarters of camp to try to get into the filing cabinet or any kind of records that the director has in her office. Cool, cool, cool. And then, uh, Les, what, what are you up to? Well, first things first, can I look in my 
Book of the Damned and see what the closest sort of like I imagine like there's like a WebMD sort of like plugin <laughs> plugin attributes here and you there's get... a big graph in the back yeah. of the book like a logic puzzle Appendix D yeah it's just it's just various index symptom lookup yeah yeah so like I assume eighties and tell me if I'm wrong is some sort of like the book would tell me is some sort of like werewolfy wolfman thing or what is that. Yeah, yeah, So here's the thing about Assistant Director Z, and I'm, I'm also going to say this fictionally. You remember that series, The Bailey School Kids, that was like vampires don't drink pink lemonade? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like it was pretty obvious that the monster, or the monsters they were talking about because it was a children's book, right? It was like Frankenstein doesn't like, is not lactose intolerant. And then there's literally like an eight foot tall guy with bolts on his, on his neck, like with green skin. Right. The thing about ADZ is that you could pin a few different things on him, right? Okay. The incisors, as we've said before, that could be wolfman stuff. They could also be vampire stuff. There's also general, like, monstrous things you could apply to him as well. But, like, could he also just be, like, 6'6 and super jacked and hairy? Maybe. He's also, like, a super good swimmer. I also am imagining, like, just a full montage of a few different things that you've seen him do. Like, you've seen him swim the entire length of the waterhole in, like, ten seconds. You've seen him climb. You'd be like, oh, it seems that there are the the extra basketballs are at the top of the gym. And there's, like, a storage thing. So you've seen him, like, literally climb on the outside of some storage stuff and just grab it and then come down. I don't know. There's a different he could be from the creature of the black lagoon he could be wolfman he could be vampiric there's a few different things here so i don't think you can pin one exactly on adz yeah that's fine i think i would take all of those ideas and see if there's anything in common between them i'm looking for something that i can use as bait or at least something i can use to know his movements or his like proposed movements like would he go find a snack of milkweed or something. You know what I mean? Like when he's off shift, what is his routine? Yeah, exactly. So I can set up my tracking, early start tracking him. Okay. And if nothing is there, if I can't get anything from the book, I will at least start by going to his cabin area, hiding, figure out if he has left or not by waiting. Do I look in the window, see if he's like, you know, the lights are on or whatever it is. If he's left, then I can just start looking for footprints and like moved bushes and you know like actual tracking stuff cool cool okay yeah i would say from the book because you don't have a real good bead on what kind of monster you think adz is you can't get like milkweed or dogwood or uh, wolfsbane like you can't use that you can what you can say from the few things that i said vampiric Wolfman stuff or creature from the Black Lagoon is that they do congregate in groups and create families, mm. and uh, they do have intimate relationships with those. Disgusting. They, <laughs> they have intimate relationships with like in, with the communities that they create. But I do think that if you want to hide, you can do that for sure. Yeah, I think I would hide outside of his cabin, see if look for signs of life, and then if I don't see anything within you know, 10, 20 minutes, then I'm going to start actually, like, actively tracking. Cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, you're going to be up in that bush? Up in that bush! Cool. So you're doing this separately, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Carrie Ann, you need to sneak out of the building first. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to need uh, an act under pressure for that. Just so, Julia, you don't get bored, can you just, every now and again, just give us a dream sequence that you're having? 
<laughs> okay, <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> I got a seven for act under pressure. Okay. So the keeper has to give me a worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. Okay. You're trying to sneak out of the nurse's office. Mm-hmm. And you... <laughs> You do not. Yeah, you're loud. You are loud getting out of there. How are you loud as you try to sneak out? You are intentionally not using the front door. What did you do? Yeah, yeah. No. Um, the windows have been painted shut. Because <laughs> they're screened. It's like a screened convalescence porch. And so I try to, I like crank or slide up the window pane. And then I go to like shift up the screen. And I'm like, huh, uh. And then what I end up succeeding in doing is just like fully pushing the screen out of its frame. It doesn't slide. It is just nailed. It's just there. Yeah. And so I punch yeah. a hole essentially through the screen by accident. Cool. Great. All right. Wonderful. That's good to know. Wonderful. Yeah, Phoebe, you wake up. I think Phoebe, you just straight up wake up. <laughs> um, we're going to say that a bird did it, but a bird didn't do it. It was me. It was a raccoon. You wake up with Carrie on like literally hair in your face. <laughs> Carrion, that was the biggest raccoon I've ever seen, and it broke in, and then it ran around for a little bit. Phoebe like throws like a water glass down, and it knocked over my water, and then I don't. Uh, then I went back to sleep after it left. Phoebe, you're so smart. And I kiss my index finger and push it on her forehead. <laughs> Incredible, Carrion. You're yeah. You can get out that way, Phoebe. As you turn back, you see that there is there is another water glass on. On your side table with a cup with two Advil in it and a note that says, you're fine. Go home tomorrow <laughs> from Nurse Whippet. Phoebe just goes, how do you do that? <laughs> and then there's another note below it that says, go back to your cabin. Right now? Phoebe like covers her eyes and then looks again. And then there's another note that says, no, tomorrow. Go to sleep. <laughs> Can you tell me how you do this? Covers eyes again. <laughs> You look, there's a mirror in the room, and there's, like, a blood painted on it that says no. (laughs) Phoebe goes, terrifying, but I get it. (laughs) Okay, wonderful. So now you two are both in the woods. I'm going to give you a negative one to your roll, Carrie-Anne, here. Great. Les, are you using your tracking gear yet? Or are you just trying to be sneaky? Right now, like, I would be just sort of being sneaky, trying to, like, peek into the window without being seen. Okay, both of you give me act under pressures, then. Um, And I assume that I cannot use my just another day, because is this due to a monster phenomenon or mystical effect, would you say? No, because that's like when things are done to you, but you're trying to do to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So both of you give me an act under pressure. Okay, so I have a minus one to cool. Oh, Fuck yeah. Eric, I think I'm too good at your game. What'd you get? I think this is an easy game for babies. Um, I also want to say I didn't invent this as evil hat uh, <laughs> games. I didn't. I'm also, if you want to try to win my story, that's fine. What did you roll? I got a 12, but minus one for 11. Yay. Hell Did you roll yeah. the Sorry, devil's great. titties? I did. <laughs> the devil's titties. We did. Um, I didn't. I rolled a six. But what I would like to argue, Eric, is that this is part of my move Sacred Oath, which is that I bind myself to a single goal, which is I have to model camp values at all times in order to defend camp. And then I'm supposed to get plus one on any rolls that directly help achieve the goal. So I would like to argue that this is my quest and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm breaking a rule, yes, but I am modeling camp values, doing what I say, saying what I do, protecting camp when others won't. So you want to make so I'd like to move from a six to a seven on this. Judge rules. 
Please, Daddy Camp. Please give her the mixed success, Daddy Camp. Her routine was flawed but beautiful. What do you think the judges will give her? Her triple axle. Flawless. <laughs> but a slight stumble on the landing. Okay, here's what happens. No, I'm going to say no. Because you, you're explicitly... I mean, you're trying to get dirt on your mentor. Although you are following the letter, the spirit of the law and your emotion. What's the thing about being an initiate? They don't, or being an F, a rogue FBI agent. Yeah. They don't care about the spirit of the law. They care about the letter of the law. So All I right. would say no. So that's a miss. I'm going to mark experience and level up at yeah, the end of the go. session. Ooh. Ooh. Hell yes. What a good consolation prize. Less. I would say that as you are waiting outside of Assistant Director Z's cabin, no one shows up. You're very ensconced inside of a bush. It's quiet. There's nothing there. I've got like the green paint under my eyes. <laughs> However, you look around, and I think as you set up some of your tracking gear, remember, some of it is still cracked, but as you're setting up your tracking gear, you're looking around and doing a check of the entire area. You see that there is a carn nearby that you didn't notice. Mm. Remember, a carn, for, or an Anukshuk, or a stone johnny, as they call it in this area. You, there is a stone johnny set up. Remember, it is like a, it's a stack of stones that are kind of set up to indicate the right way to go when you are on a, uh, a hiking trail. Or some other thing. Like, if you were at, like, a, a fork in the road, there would be a stone johnny on the right side to indicate that you need to turn right here. And that's the, the hiking path that you need to go. Right. So, you, you see that there is a path. There's a stone johnny set up uh, that seems to be leading out farther into the woods that you didn't that you didn't notice. Because you're kind of, like, I guess, near the nurse's office. This is kind of like the quote-unquote executive wing, I guess, of the camp. You know what I mean? Where, like, all of the higher-ups and the directors and the, and the office staff, where they have individual cabins that they live in, kind of farther away from the campers. So you see that there's a, there's a road that goes deeper into the woods with a stone johnny there. So to clarify, you said no one shows up, but also there's no one inside of the cabin that I see. You don't hear any movement, n neither outside nor inside the cabin, and you notice that there's a stone johnny there. Cool. So <laughs> after Les realizes that after a certain amount of time, no one has moved in the cabin and no one's walked in or out of the cabin, he's going to start doing his tracking, and he's sort of like looking down at the ground and sort of like putting his hand lightly over the dirt to see if there's any disturbed earth that has been recently disturbed. And he's like feeling it and feeling it moving along very slowly. So he doesn't miss anything trying to hear stuff. And then he like his toe runs smack into a stone Johnny. And he's like, oh, I guess I didn't, I didn't need. <laughs> and he's going to follow the stone Johnny along the path. It's like, weirdly, there's a clear path leading toward. Oh, the, the, this path. <laughs> <laughs> leading towards a path that I didn't notice. And yeah, as you walk down the path and you see that it's leading farther and farther into the woods and uh, maybe just from the headlamp that you have on illuminating what's in front of you, just the stone johnnies are leading just forward. Every time there's like a, a there's an unclear part of the path, you can check on the next one and go just keep following. Cool. I have my net gun out just in case, by the way. Wonderful. Carry in. You're trying to sneak up on the director's cabin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what does it look like when you're sneaking up? Good question. Um, I think Carrie Ann thinks that sneaking means standing very quietly and fairly conspicuously uh, behind an object. And so I think her version <laughs> of sneaking is like dashing 
from sort of tree to lamppost to tree like I'm a villain in a Scooby-Doo and <laughs> making, of course, a lot of noise and disturbing a lot of plants and earth and grass as she like dashes from, you know, behind the pole of the porch to one tree to another tree to mm. behind an old phone booth that's now a tiny library over to <laughs> the corner of the director's cabin. Sure. And then you hear... Carrie Ann, did we have a meeting that I forgot about? <laughs> you whip around, and the director, uh, with her hand on her hip and jangling a bunch of all of her keys around, is standing right behind you. I am so much better, and I wanted you to be the first person to know that <laughs> because I am ready to come back to work and camp so hard. Oh, that's right. No, we don't have a meeting because you're, you had burns all over your body and now you're better? Yeah, yeah, look, see? And then I like thrust out my arm. I was defending camp and helping camp and beating that scary frog in the basement that we need to talk about. So I figured you'd want me to debrief right away. The scary frog. Frederick oh. the Frog, about two feet tall, um, really insulting, uh, like living in some kind of ninja gym under the flycatcher's cabin. I don't know if you knew about that, but like I have a lot of notes um, and I wanted to just make sure that we could, you know, like compare them um, because there's a lot happening. And I don't, again, know if you know about it, but if you don't, then that's fine because like we can do something about it. But if you do know about it, then I'm kind of like, huh? <laughs> okay. All right. You know, can we just, can you slow down? For a second, I don't, there was a frog. No, I haven't heard about a lot of this stuff. And I was hoping that you would fee, you would be in the nurse's, uh, with the nurse's cabin and recuperating, but you're fine. Uh, I just, mm. Eric, I think this would be a great time to use one of my moves called mentor. Sure. Which is when I have a mentor in the sect, which is the director. Mm. Um, that's, I think that's generous. <laughs> <laughs> well, She's my mentor. I might not be her mentee. It's a (laughs) one-sided mentorship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, When I ask her for help or information, I have to roll plus sharp. Okay. I love it when there's a move to tell me what to do. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Okay. So that's a nine plus one for a 10. Oh, hell yeah. Which means I get an answer to my question. No problem. Okay. So what? ask a question. My question is, why is all this weird stuff happening within camp's walls not a problem? Because you said about the wall and about Steven and about that whole thing, that whatever agreement you have, it stays outside the wall. But there's been a lot of stuff in the wall. Why? That's a very good point. Okay. Yes, nailed it. <laughs> Self high five. Car- oh, carry on. I want. I. Oh. Carry on one day when you're an adult. And you meet someone who is very excited about so many things. You're going to have a war within yourself where you're going to be happy that they're so excited, but you're also going to want them to turn it down 50%. But then (laughs) you're also going to ask yourself, should you be telling a child to, should you be telling someone this exuberant to turn it down 50%? And then you were, and then you're hurting because you're old and you have things that you have to do and responsibilities but you'll you'll be there at some point. In my head for a second, I imagined the director and Carrie on the top of a plateau 
overlooking camp and saying, everything the light touches <laughs> will be yours. <laughs> Carrie Ann also thought that that was what was going to happen. And um, she's nursing a little bit of disappointment right now. <laughs> hey, do you want to come to a plateau? <laughs> <laughs> Director Lowe says, come. All right. Let's let's sit on the pool. Let's sit on the steps here. And uh, An informal mentorship meeting? Yes. Carrie, Carrie Ann, please. Oh, sorry. Please. Was that an outside? I thought I thought that was in. Okay, sorry. No, <laughs> just sit, just sit down. As she walks over to the the front porch of the director of her cabin, all cabins just kind of have like an informal mm-hmm. porch, you know. And the, there's a pretty large wooden steps that lead up to her cabin. So she pats one of the stairs and welcomes you to sit. It's wearing a t-shirt instead of a tux. <laughs> <laughs> And then Les, hey, Les just dies. It's super <laughs> weird. And next episode, we're going to meet Brandon's new character. That's oh, cool. come on. That was a funny joke. <laughs> I, I knew I thought it was really funny when Les dies. I thought that was great. That was good. That was cool and good. When Les just unresolved died. Um, sit, sit down. I am um, trying really hard to not come on too strong no it's fine it's fine i'm just i am tired it's okay yeah no it's um you're you're right it's it's nighttime and it's important for burnout and morale that that i don't you know i don't treat other people as if they have the same um schedule and energy that i do i appreciate that carrie and you hear a buzzing in your ear as in like a mosquito is coming like a little too close and then the director reaches out incredibly fast and slams that mosquito. It's like, oh, don't want to get you to get a bug bite on your ear. That's sorry that I'm doing mom. I shouldn't be momming you like I am, like I am boo. It's, it's hard. Um, but oh, it's no. Carrie-Anne is holding um, in that's the what reaction. You oh, that's what you wanted. Okay. All right. So Carrie-Anne, ask, ask me the question again. What, what is it? Why are thing? why do weird things happen at camp? Even though I said that the weird stuff happened outside of camp? Yeah, and like, why is that okay? Okay. So, you know, and I know that you might have learned this in middle school, I guess. I'm not sure what they're teaching there yet. They're like, all people, on the scale of the world, of everything, right? The, of the entire universe and even the earth, right? Is it like people are just a tiny infinitesimal blip on all of it, right? And there are things in the universe and also on earth that were here long before us. The dinosaurs, yes, but, you know, there are things that maybe were around even before then or after then and still live now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, as people, we are part of the way, we are just one road bump on the highway of everything, okay? And we need to respect that, because we are just a road bump. Lots of people think that they're the car driving on the highway, but that's not humanity, that's not what humanity is. So, camp has been around for quite a long time, since the 1880s, but there are things that have been here much, much, much longer that we need to respect and we are just a part of. We're, we're on the highway. We're a roadside marker, a bump. We're just one of those, right? And so the wall is there to keep us from Steven. 
and from the various things that Steven controls and his friends and his various plans. And we've been keeping Steven away for as long as like humans has kind of been in this area. Whether there was a a line drawn in the sand, a line drawn in the dirt, or a line of salt, or the wall once it was built. That's Steven. However, inside the wall, things still live here. And they sometimes they hurt us, for sure. And that's dangerous. And it's our responsibility as staff members to protect the campers. But they do live here. And the things that don't hurt us live here. Okay? Also, the whole thing about Camp Diogenes is if you're coming here, part of the fun is figuring out what lives here and being part of those experiences. Like what, Carrie Ann, what is your best memory as a camper at Camp Diogenes? What's your favorite thing that happened to you? Um, diving for mussels in the swimming hole. Okay, that's a good one. Where do you think the swimming hole came from? Where do you think the water hole came from? Um, like a mine or something that that the camp's founders bought bought the camp from. Kinda, but only kind of. Hmm. So when the campers are here to have to figure out their things, right? I wasn't joking what I said in the fir- on the first day during staff week. Remember, Diogenes said we have to lead by action. And they, you have to be a living example. You can't read this in a book. You have to be out here. And I don't know if the camp attracted the weirdness or the weirdness was already here. But I suspect from our place on this earth that... It was here, and the camp functions within there. Whoever founded the camp, whoever really founded the camp, knew that and wanted kids and teens and the CITs to experience that and to learn and to grow. So the thing that I've dedicated my whole life to so far mm-hmm. of like preserving the institution of camp at all costs is not the point of camp. (laughs) The point of camp is to do camp. (laughs) Like camp lives in our hearts forever. Yes. And my job is to help kids stay safe and have adventures. You know, it's hard when you try to put words to a feeling, you know, mm-hmm. and it Tell sounds silly <laughs> when you say it like that, I guess. But yes, on some level, yes. I mean, we do need to defend it. And there are good things and bad things that live here. And it's hard to tell the difference between the two. Yeah. But, you know, we have a there's a system and we all fit together and we want everyone to have a good time. But like, shouldn't shouldn't I know about the system? Like, shouldn't, shouldn't we know what's there and, and what we should be doing? Cause it's, you know, my first reaction when I see a thing is like, ah, gotta get rid of that. But if it's, 
if it's my colleague or like my neighbor, shouldn't we be introduced? Carrie Ann, we're not doing a scientific study. We're neighbors. You don't write down everything you know about your neighbors so that you make sure to interact with them properly. Uh, I'm pretty sure you do. You, if the neighbors found out you wrote down all yeah, the things yeah, that no, you no. did that's, and said about them. That is, that is like one of the things where it's like, Carrie that's that has to be an inside thought. Because if it was outside thought, it would be creepy. But you do it, if you do it, but then they find out about yeah, it, yeah, then yeah, it's no, awkward, then good, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 And... If the neighbors lived here for thousands of years before you... Then, like, we're the neighbor when you think about it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe they might have a right to kind of, like, figure out... They might know how to figure out that we've been writing down in a journal everything about them. And they'll have some questions. Yeah. Like, what if your neighbor also was the ground that you were founded... Was the was also your house? <laughs> You know? What if? That's true. What, what if? if? What if your what neighbor is also your house? That's true. You know? That's true. So it's about... Okay? So don't worry so much about figuring it out. Just do it. Just be camp. I know you already are camp, but you need to But keep just being camp. Tears streaming silently out of my eyes. Absolutely. <laughs> I can do that. Yes, mom, ma'am, director. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie runs away. It's okay. All right, bye. Carrie runs away. All right, bye, Carrie. (laughs) Hey, it's Amanda team joined the party is just coming back from our vacation. So we are once again recording this a little bit in advance. And something I have started to do on vacations that makes me feel both old and like a life hacker is traveling with my own pillow. There is absolutely nothing like putting my head down on my own pillow in the hotel, motel, holiday inn, wherever I'm spending some time while I'm away from home. And listen, I know what I require to have a good day. And that begins with (laughs) not tossing and turning all night long on a pillow that's wrong for me. So next time you head somewhere, consider throwing your pillow in a tote bag and drift off to dreamland in in a new place with kind of part of your own bed traveling with you. Welcome to the mid-roll. It's memory foam. Like we said, we are coming back from our vacations, so if you have joined the Patreon over the last week and change, you will be thanked in the next episode. And hey, if you haven't joined yet, why don't you do it? It's a great time. I don't know if you know that party planning is coming out every other Friday. We have been working so hard on bringing new and interesting ideas and games and chats to party planning. And as a reminder, every single patron gets access to party planning, a whole new every other week podcast from from us just for you in audio form. And if you're at the $10 tier or above, you get video form, which since we've started streaming, our video game has really stepped 
up. It is very worthwhile. We have visual gags. We change up our outfits so you see us in new kinds of clothes. Uh, we really take it very seriously. So if you are hankering for more during the party in your life, become a patron and listen to the 25 plus episodes of party planning that we have released so far. That's at patreon.com slash join the party pod. It is also a great day to check out another show in the Multitude Collective, and this week I would like to tell you all about Spirits. This is a show that I started with Julia in 2016. It's a history and comedy podcast focused on all things folklore, mythology, and the occult. Much of it touches on feminism, queerness, modern adulthood, and why the stories we tell each other as human beings are still significant. It is so much fun as Julia tells me a different story from mythology or folklore over drinks each week. We have touched on everything it feels like in the almost 300 episodes we have released so far from the history and mythology of franchises like Lord of the Rings and Wonder Woman to modern urban legends to a roundup of werewolf stories from around the world. We did a couple recently on the origins of stories like Beauty and the Beast and how that's not just Disney. There's some uh, messed up mythology beneath it all. So dive in at spiritspodcast.com or search for Spirit wherever you download your podcasts. We are sponsored this week by Backblaze. So many times I have either lost a file or forgotten something I need on the desktop of my work computer. And hey, you know what I can do is I can open up the Backblaze iOS or Android apps, iOS in my case, and download that file I need from anywhere in the world because my entire work computer, the Multitude Studio computer, my home laptop, it is all backed up securely to the cloud via Backblaze. And at just seven dollars a month, it is such an affordable way to have that peace of mind that if irrecoverable damage ever happens to my computer, my files are safe. And if I'm on vacation and I forget to, say, um, upload the mid-roll for this episode purely theoretically, I have the ability to download it and link to it right from the Backblaze app without panicking. It's such a good thing to have good peace of mind for your files. You can get a free, fully featured, no credit card required trial at backblaze.com slash JTP. That's backblaze.com slash JTP for a free, fully featured trial. Trust me, back up your stuff at backblaze.com slash JTP. And finally, we are also sponsored today by Shaker and Spoon. Whether it's hot outside or cold outside or honestly any kind of weather outside, all I really want to do at the end of the day is curl up in my climate-controlled house and make a fancy drink for myself as I read or watch TV or play my Switch. My favorite way to make a fancy drink and learn new techniques and level up my home mixology skills is with Shaker and Spoon, a fellow Brooklyn-based small business that helps you learn how to make handcrafted cocktails right at home. Each month, they send you a box with enough ingredients like tiny little glass bottles of like bitters and, you know, citrus to do peels and garnishes and instructions from mixologists on how to do things like fat wash a glass or smoke a cocktail. Cocktail, stuff I have never heard of, you know, apart from the menus of fancy cocktail places. And now I can do those things at home. The boxes have enough ingredients to make three different cocktail recipes and four drinks of each cocktail. So that's 12 drinks at home. All you have to do is get a bottle of whatever spirit that that box is about. And they perfectly scale all of the ingredients and include all of the instructions to make three different cocktails, four drinks of each. 
They're one of our longest standing sponsors. We love these folks. I have bought boxes many times for gifts and for myself. So get $20 off your first box at shakerandspoon.com slash join the party. That's shakerandspoon.com slash join the party. And now let's get back to the show. Well, Phoebe, it doesn't seem like you're going to get any sleep because of the nurse looking over you and the uh, lightning that strikes every time that uh, she talks to you. Uh, so is there anything you want to do while you're just kind of hanging out? Uh, yeah, I think that Phoebe has been holding on to that bow and arrow from our previous session mm-hmm. and has really been thinking about like, yeah, it was it was really cool when I kind of shot this and felt like a wizard so it would be neat to be able to do that all the time nice I, I would like the idea that you you reach towards your backpack that has the bow and arrow in it and you see like a flash of the frog saying you are not the chosen one that's not what I thought and you go huh <laughs> you try to push past that and then Phoebe very uncharacteristically is like no I I think I am. And then grabs the bow and arrow. Hell yes. All right. The so quiver and the bow. What What would you like to do exactly here? Let's talk this out. So, Eric, I would like to use magic. I don't know if this is big magic or not for a permanent effect, sure. but I would like to enchant this weapon. Okay. I would like to imbue it with the fundamental nature magic that I have been harnessing through Charles the Moose God. Right, right, right. Uh, which is definitely his name, and he's fine with that. And it's, and, it's, and it's all fine. Okay, yeah, I think this would be something like big magic. I think to set the parameters here, especially I don't think you've done anything like this before. No. And you don't have a book from the Cedarhurst Library that uh, tells you what it is. Unless, did we come up with a different name for your library? It's the Springfield Public Library. It's, it's, I was so close. Cedarhurst, you were really close. Cedarhurst is two towns down on 684. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you have a book on that. So I guess we'll just try to figure out how the spirit of Charles flows through you here. Uh, I mean, Phoebe has a lot of books about a lot of YA romances and also magic. So I think maybe we could do like a couple of like, I don't know, cross referencing and stuff like that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you pulling from? What, what did you What did you get from one of your YA? What are your YA novels? So I think there's part about like a magical like summoning circle that is from a YA sapphic romance about like teen witches in a high school. I think there's another part about feeling one with nature and the universe from a druid style chosen one saga. And then there's another one that is about like a chosen magical weapon from a magical kind of paladin knight story. Oh, you mean from uh, Sapphire Academy, A Leaf on the Wind, and Knights Collide, of course. Yes, correct. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. Was Knights Collide the sapphic one? N- no, yeah. no, it was uh, in the order. No, the it was order. Sapphire Academy. I saw what you did yeah, there. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I didn't really like Sapphire Academy because they took all the lesbian romance out of it, so they might have all just called it Academy. <laughs> oh, the adaptation Eight. was so bad yeah. because they took all of the lesbianism in, out of it. And then and it's it was, like, what are we even here for? Come on, what people. What are we even here for? Yeah. 
I, I did like that the two main characters touched hands at the end of part two, but that was it. They like embraced <laughs> and then a flash of light happened and we didn't get to see them kiss. And that was my problem yeah. with it. You could tell that it was ADR'd, like someone recorded voiceover later that said, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I sneezed. <laughs> and I feel like that was a studio note and I didn't like that. I did not. Not a big fan. I thought it wasn't good. Someone was, had a lot of sway at Universal. Yeah, uh, they did They did crowdfund a follow-up web series, though, feature-length film that got a million dollars on Kickstarter. So They do fully good. kiss in that they one. Like, they begin yeah. it with the kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the first line is, actually, I didn't sneeze. This was real, and I meant it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, why don't you roll magic, and let's see how, what's happening here. Okay. Big magic, big magic, big magic. Okay, so that is a seven. Okay, seven. So it works imperfectly. Choose your effect in a glitch. The keeper will decide what effect the glitch has. Okay, uh, what does it look like here when you're when you're enchanting the bow and arrow? So I think that Phoebe has crawled out of the the bed, and I'm sure the nurse has something to say about that. Yeah. So Phoebe has like taken a sharpie out of her bag, and is drawing runes on the floor in a big circle. Cool. Dear Christ Almighty, that's the creepiest thing I've ever heard, Julia. It's fun. <laughs> Love it. And then places the bow and quiver in the middle of it, and then places her hands on the outside of the circle and says very quietly, Okay, Charles the Moose God, we're going to channel some of the power of nature so I can use it all the time, because I, as we have established, am... Maybe the chosen one. <laughs> Wonderful. I think with a seven, <laughs> I'm just imagining like in cabins at its summer camp, like you write your name on the cabin at like on like the last night so that your name is there and you're like, Eric was here in 2007. And I just like the idea that you wrote Phoebe. <laughs> Phoebe was at Phoebe the nurse's did a office. Spell. Phoebe was at the nurse's office and did a spell in Twain. The mushrooms and the fungi, uh, this the bioluminescent glow, are starting to surround the bow and arrow, and they grow taller and taller. And the the bow itself starts to glow uh, with the blue light, as does the arrow. And I'm going to give you a choice here, Julia. Okay. The glitch here is either you have enchanted it, but the bow is harder to use, or you cannot finish the spell and you got to find something to help you out. I think I am going to take, I can't finish the spell and I need to find something to help me out. Cause I love a quest. Cool. I like that. Uh, if you'd done the other one, there would have been a literally like a really big fucking mushroom on the bow, right? Where you have to <laughs> hold it and it would have pressed in your, your hand. It would have given you a really weird callus. <laughs> So I think that it glows and then the, the, the mushrooms grow around it and then they kind of recede and the bow doesn't look any different. And Charles says, Young magic calf, you have much to learn still. For or In order for you to enchant your chosen weapon, you must, I don't know, like, you have to, you have to have, you had to have a big, a big victory first, and take like a thing from it and apply it there. You need, you need to have a, a trophy of your victory over the elements of the world, and, and in order to enchant your chosen weapon. 
okay, uh, that seems weird and counterintuitive from a, a big old moose, but <laughs> sure. It's not, well, not everything is all, you, you are, humans are so human-centric. It's not always about hunting. We, you take things all, animals and plants take things from each other all the time. It's like a tree growing through the skull of an antelope. Like, that's, that's cool, and that's the tree's trophy, you know. Do you want me to be like a crow where I just kind of collect shiny things? Yes. Is that good? Yes. Let's talk. Let's use animal to We can meet each other okay, on animal yeah, yeah. terms. Okay. Yeah. So, yes. Take something shiny, but you have to have defeated it. And then you can enchant your way. And then you can enchant your bow and arrow. Okay. I love the idea that every time a crow grabs something shiny, it's because it defeated an enemy. Yeah. Brandon, you don't see the XP that a crow gets when it picks up, like, a watch from a table? The 100 <laughs> pops up over their head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, you have to do that. for uh, You You are too young. You are, you are just baby. You are barely a calf stumbling out from the amniotic fluid of your magic mother. It's so weird humans can't walk after they're born. Another weird thing about humans. I always thought that, too. I always thought it was like, why can't I uh, run as soon as I'm born like a giraffe that, like, falls out of its mother's, like, uterus? It's wild. It's very helpful. You do need to do that. Yeah. Also, another thing. What is that squishy part on the top of babies? Human babies. What? What is that? (laughs) Are you talking about their heads? Yeah. It's because our brains are really big and like our brains keep growing when we're babies and so it can't be too hard, otherwise the brain can't grow. And you guys can't walk when you're born. I, I don't know, know what the brain's for. It seems kind of counterintuitive again, like it's not great. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure. It's Humans are fascinating. Yeah. Well, I hope we get more time to talk about whatever your deal is, but well, you will continue to grow on your magic journey, going from calf to full-born magic hero, diviner of the nature spirits. I feel like if anyone should know what my whole deal is, it's you, <laughs> but... Oh, I okay. know. You just, I okay. just can't tell you, because then it's a, that would give you, a, it would be cheating. I have to. You That's have to reveal trading. it over time through the hero's journey. I get it. Yes, I've heard yeah. about insider trading from others. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I didn't really hear. It. I just there were a bunch of guys wearing wearing polos on an. Who in the forest is talking about insider trading? Well, there were three guys in a canoe with with, okay. with polos, and I heard them talking about it. Uh, I so, thought like a fox had like gotten really into stocks. Fox stocks. It's a fox stocks. He likes to buy the stocks. So it wasn't. It wasn't a fox that was into stocks. Got it. Okay. No, it's what. No, it's what Brandon said. It was that. <laughs> it was that. What? I love the idea of Charles reading like parenting manuals and trying to like be a better sort of mentor to Phoebe. That's just my head cannon over here. How do you? How do rate? <laughs> so you're expecting a chosen hero? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, 
no, you have to fight, you have to tread your own path. I am only the sun in the sky that you use to divine your own, that you use to follow your own way. I cannot tell you the way in which it goes. You need to look at the rock and see the way, see where the moss grows. You need to listen for where the river flows. You have to, well, when the sun's gone, you can't use it for navigation anymore, but you but, get like, it. But like stars? Yeah, the star, that North Star. Um, moose can't really tip our heads up all that much, so I don't do that one that, Oh, that's that really sad. It's, it's not sad if it's just the way our necks work. <laughs> but, like, that means you can never, like, see the stars. Damn, Phoebe. <laughs> I never thought of it like that. I mean, sometimes I look up at the moon and I'm like, wow, that could be me. So, like, I just, I feel bad if you've never experienced that. Well, Phoebe, I just want you to know when you're looking up at the, su- at the stars, there's always a mouse that's looking up at the stars at the same time. <gasps> maybe far away or maybe real nearby. <laughs> what, is, what is that? That's, that's an American tale. It's about, a, it's about a mouse that's looking up at the stars and seeing. I have so much to, I have so much to learn from you. And I I'm wi- going to like roll a VCR or something into the forest so we can watch it together. Would that be cool? <laughs> I would love that. That'd be great. Maybe I could okay. ask, ask that fox who has a trading machine. <laughs> he knows about insider trading. Yeah, was yeah. A, he has a computer, so maybe we could, we could figure that out. I don't know what that is. It's the size of the entire forest. Okay. We should well, end the scene. So yeah, so yeah, you can't you can't enchant the bow and arrow, just so you know. You need okay, you need like I'll, you need a trophy. I'll go kill that frog maybe and get a trophy from him because he sucks. That could work, definitely. Great. That's not one of my frogs. Just remember, it's not yeah, one of no, my frogs. Yeah, no, we talked about that. Yeah, because that guy sucks, and I wouldn't he allow sucked. that. And then lightning and thunder crashes. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was weird that that weather happened. So yeah, no, if you wanna, yeah, I mean, you don't have to take it out or anything. It's just like we could, you, you. I want you to do something for you. You don't have to do it for us. Like I want you, you know to do what? your own thing. I have to be a little bit more selfish in my life. I think definitely, so. definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the way the river <laughs> is selfish. The way the river is selfish, nothing can uh, stop the way that it flows. That's true. Yeah. I can beat the river. Okay. And I can be the moon. And then there's a crash of lightning, and Phoebe, you look up, and you've been on the ground asleep for the last two hours. Okay, good talk. Just like a bottle of Advil spilled out next to you. Yeah. (laughs) It spells out, get back in bed. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Exclamation point. Um, Fun fact, uh, Les did come out of the womb just like trying to run and falling over. That makes sense. Man, you really did do puberty that early, huh, man? Mm -hmm. Wow, damn. (laughs) We never talked about that Les is part giraffe. He has those little nubs <laughs> on his head. I think Carrie Ann loudly jumps back through the, the hole of the raccoon. Oh, <laughs> a raccoon! Oh, no! <laughs> Knocked over another water glass. It got in and it ran off. This raccoon has a vendetta against water glasses. Yeah, another water glass pops up next to Phoebe. How do you do that? There's a bolt of lightning outside, even though there's no storm. Cool. And, and someone's like, oh, heat lightning. And you see illuminated <laughs> on the wind, on the mirror, written in blood is go to sleep. I'm trying. <laughs> there's just these really loud raccoons. <laughs> and then you see another crack of heat lightning, and it's you too, Carrie Ann. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's new, but I'm not going to question it. Okay. I think Nurse Whippet's a ghost. Great. Love that. This is not important, but for the past 15 minutes while we've been talking about this, do you guys know the share song Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I've been singing in my head. Kids, teens, CITs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Les. Mm-hmm. So you are following the path of the Stone Johnnies, right? Yes. You are going deeper and deeper into the woods. The canopy of trees are blocking out any starlight or moonlight above you, and I assume you still have your your headlamp out. Yeah, yeah. I sort of have my like uh, hands covering it to sort of like diffuse the light and really just not get away in my, my position. Cool. Can you make a cool roll for me? Notoriously, my best skill. None of us are cool. Hey, I heard you're really good at this stupid baby game. So, like, it's Eric, not- I'm really good at this stupid baby game. I got a ten <laughs> minus one. Uh, wow. So a nine for a nine. Okay. I'm using a roll for someone else upon you. So I'm using a custom roll upon you. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you that roll is called "Who Made This Mess." In that the director has the ability, like most moms, to just show up behind you when you're not noticing. <laughs> so because you rolled a because <laughs> you rolled a nine, you hear that there are footsteps coming behind you, and you are able to using your your great tracking skills. Director Low is walking quickly down the path behind you, power walking in her in her white mom keds coming <laughs> towards you. It's like when you're 11 and you try to very gently put your plate into the sink and walk away and your mom from across the house goes, put it in the dishwasher! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or or like you drop a carton of milk and it's everywhere and immediately your mom's like, I have to clean this up! And you're like, you weren't in the room! How? How did you know? I'm going to very quickly dive into the brush right just off the path as okay, cool. quietly as I can. All right. That's what all the stretching was for. Mm-hmm. We finally figured it out. Mm-hmm. Stretching for a full episode, now it comes to fruition. And just to fuck with Dougie Juice, but that's a secondary mm-hmm. benefit. Cool. I'm picturing, do you guys know, like, um, like an ice hockey where, like, the puck kind of pops out from, like, a stack of pucks when you, like, pay the money to start the game? Sure. Like, if there's a stack on the bottom and, yeah. like, one comes up to surface level. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing that of Dougie Juice's pillows, and they're just, like, <laughs> endlessly replenishing so he can continue throwing pillows at the rest of the staff. <laughs> and then somehow, some way, the pillows, like, dissipate when they hit the floor. <laughs> I love that. Dougie Juice definitely bought, like... I don't know if you can do this at Costco, but now I'm envisioning it. Like, Costco sells a sack of pillows. There's, like, 20 pillows yeah. that he just, like, has, and he's pulling out of to throw pillows at everyone to shut up. I'd be shocked if you couldn't. Totally. Hi, I'm Decommissioned Willie, no! and I have these pillows. They make you go to sleep real fast. Wink. <laughs> They're military-grade pillows. I'm winking with both eyes. He just keeps blinking at us. I'm decommissioned Blinky. That's his psychic. Warning, I'm decommissioned Willie. If you see someone calling themselves decommissioned Willie, that Run. is a shapeshifter, not me. <laughs> I will show you my decommissioned badge. <laughs> Uh-oh. I will show you my purple heart. The decommissioned Blinky does not have one because I cannot recreate non-organic material <laughs> like John Carpenter's The Thing. But only in the sequel <laughs> slash prequel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. So you hop, you hop in the bush. The director power walks by you down the path and takes a left following a stone daddy that's there. Okay. I'm going to wait, you know, just enough time for her to be just on the edge of where I can't see her. And then, sure. Does she have like a headline on? Nope. She's just, she's just power walking through the dark. Weird. 
My favorite Fleetwood Mac album is Power Walking Through the Dark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that I love that song. It's definitely about both Lindsay. It's about Lindsay Buckingham cheating. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it always is. It's there always are. I think Les is going to take a little bit of a risk here, turn off his headlamp so he doesn't get caught, and just sort of like use his ears to sort of follow along behind sure. the director. Like some sort of Batman. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Except for way poorer. As you're creeping forward, why don't you investigate a mystery for me? All right. So my sharp is plus one. Mm-hmm. I got a two plus five for seven. Plus one is eight. So a mixed success. All right. So I hold one, meaning I get to ask one of the questions. Yes. Cool. Ask me one of the questions here. You can also ask me like a permutation of some of these because you're not, you don't really know what you're seeing right. as you're walking up here. But I want to give you like, as you're sneaking up, I think that you end up coming to a little bit of a clearing. And I want to see about like what Les is focusing on as you're sneaking up to the behind the director. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to ask what is being concealed here. Cool. All right. So, you know, when you're, when you're in the woods, you just kind of assume. And this is just like for hikers and have this problem all the time, right? Is that because you're walking in the woods, it's like, oh, woods are flat, right? And then all of a sudden you find yourself on top of a mountain and you have no water and you and it's the sun setting and you're stuck, right? Happens to me constantly. You Brandon or less? Brandon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I shouldn't have moved to the Pacific Northwest. I get stuck <laughs> yeah. constantly. So what I think is that you're, you've been walking through the woods and you've been following these stone johnnies and... You, then you see, like, the director kind of, like, in a little bit of moonlight as you're in this clearing. And there's, like, I guess this like, the side of a mountain or the side of a hill that is kind of, like, burst out of the ground. And then there's, like, more woods on either side of it and, like, on top of it. You know, there's just kind of, like, for those of you who are playing Elden Ring, it's kind of like you just walk when you're riding through the woods and then all of a sudden there's a mountain there. <laughs> and you're like, what? Why is there a mountain there? And then much like Elden Ring... What you see is the director places both hands on the side of the hill Uh-oh. and a large part of the hill kind of recedes and moves away. And then the director steps inside and the hill replaces itself. What? Amazing. Oh my God. You watch this happen. The earth of the hill, like we're not rolling. This is not like Jesus stuff, like rolling the boulder out of the way. You know what I mean? And there's not like a dungeon necessarily. There's not a door. It's like the earth of the hill has moved out of the way. The director stepped inside and then the earth replaces itself. And what you can see from your perspective is that like there's no seam anymore. It's just hill again. Okay. This is a good game. I want to take a second to pull over. This is a good game because if I made you roll for perception, this would have been so different. It would have been like, you know how in scenes when you like reveal shadows like of a, of a map as you discover it. But instead, I have dictated the scene based on the question you asked, mm. yeah. which is sick. So I just want to say different game totally. And it really does change the storytelling just as it is. While we're pulled over, can we go get some chips and uh, I'll go to the bathroom? Brandon, you've peed three times and we've been driving <laughs> for two you. hours. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Use the bottle. We got the bottle at the last. <laughs> I drank all that Snapple for you, so use it. <laughs> I think what Les is going to do is wait, you know, a minute or two, then hop over and put his hands on the wall. Sure. And then, depending on what happens next, 
I'll act. Nothing happens. Okay. You just hear the, the sounds of the forest at night, and you're just touching grass as it is. So when I put my hand on it, is it sort of warm, or is it just the cold stone forest kind of thing? It's just the earth. Okay. So then Les is going to go back into the brush and just sort of like do a stakeout and just see who comes in and out, if and when the director comes back out, so I can learn, one, if the director is in for lack of a better word, cahoots with anyone else, and two, if this thing has another exit or entrance somewhere else, or if this is the only way in or out. That's a great question. Oh, Brandon, if only you had a friend who could use magic to help you out with this. And you trusted them. And you trusted that person implicitly. By the way, very belatedly, just before she falls asleep, Carrie Ann's going to doot one doot on the buzzer to let you know that she safely accomplished her mission. Sweet. Does Carrie Ann know Morse code, do you think? Yes. I'm going to Morse code back. Great. I love you, LOL. (laughs) I love LOL in in Morse code. It's so funny. Carrie going to stare at the ceiling like, did I mess up my Morse code? Like, what? (laughs) Oh, you know what, Eric? Yeah. When I first encounter something strange. Great. I may ask the keeper what sort of thing it is. Yeah, buddy. They will tell you if it or the cause is natural, an unnatural creature, a weird phenomenon, or a person. And I gain plus one for dealing with it. That is my Occam's broadsword. Okay, that, so you want to do the, the earth, the opening? Yes. Ooh, this is a good question. I'm going to say it's somewhere in between natural or weird phenomenon. God, if you had said it was a person, I was going to freak out. Right, no, it's not a person and it's not unnatural. I would say it's somewhere in between those two. Okay, great. So I was just going to take out a trap camera and point it at the sheer side of Earth. Sure, sure. All right, I'm going to ask you to read a bad situation. Because you're using your equipment, I'm going to say that if you want to ask a more specific question than what we have on the bad situation questions, you can. However, because you are using your equipment and it was cracked from before... That's negative one, but I'll give you the plus one forward so those cancel out. Great. So I just do my regular modifier for sharp? Regular modifier for sharp. Great. I have a plus one to that. Eric, this is a stupid hard game that I'm bad at. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I got a three plus one for four. Okay. Here's what happens. Mark experience. Oh, thank you. Yeah, make sure to mark experience. I I don't know that because I don't have to do very often, so... Shut the fuck up. No one saw this twist coming for the campaign, truly. Here's what I'm going to read what happens here on a miss. Okay. Okay. On a miss, you might misread the situation, e.g., everything is fine here. It'll be totally safe to investigate alone, (laughs) which is so funny. Thank you, Buzz of the Week. Or you might reveal tactical details to your enemies, which means the keeper can ask the questions above of you. Oh. I'm going to ask you one question. And then I'll tell you what happens. Okay. Okay. What's most vulnerable to you? Hmm. I'll give you two different answers. Yeah. Physically, I think at one point early in Les's rock climbing career, he fell wrong and he busted his left knee a little bit. So that's definitely like it hurts him when it rains, you know, kind of thing. Sure. I like the idea that, like, uh, unless you're literally pushing yourself to the brink, like, as is your move. Like, you're not great at running away. I like running. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a hitch in your getty up unless you're literally going off of, off of adrenaline. I like that. I love the phrase, there's a hitch in your giddy up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, man, it just comes to me. <laughs> and then I think 
emotionally. I think it's the reality that this thing, it's like a dog chasing his own tail, right? Like it's the thing that he's been looking for and hoping sort of is real, but then actually it like appearing in front of him and, and becoming a reality is one terrifying, but then two, it's not only like scary to have your worldview change, but also have it affect your like personal relationships with people and sort of just like the fear of of trying to navigate a relationship uh, with friends, with family, whatever it is, when you know something has changed fundamentally within that dynamic. Sure. Yeah. Which is like why you're so weird about Phoebe and that monsters exist. So how can you have like good relationships? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that you're crouched down. Maybe you're thinking about that and you're thinking about the net, the net gun from before as you're still, I'm sure you're still holding it mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, I got this because assistant director Z gave it to me because he trusted me, but I think he's a monster in what all the ways that monster, whatever monster means. So maybe this net gun's a trap. Maybe, maybe it fires backwards at me. Right. Exactly. But also he told me to have it to protect others. So what is, even if he is a monster, he's still trying to mentor me. Like, I don't know what, how to kind of wrap my head, my head around that. Can you have a mentor if you're not a mentee? <laughs> yes. Good, good question. Carrie and Morse codes you. Yes. <laughs> you're thinking about that and then you come out of it and it's light out. Whoa. Cool. And you, dog, you fell asleep tracking. God damn it. I'm sorry. It happens. You know, when you go on a stakeout, you're trying to be still in silence. And, you know, he didn't get much sleep last night because he expended all of his energy and, and was really high on adrenaline from the escape attempt. And, yeah, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. You're, like, covered in dew as well. So, like, all of your clothes are, like, a little bit wet. And, like, was a bird standing on my head while I was asleep? <laughs> uh, I don't a know. a woodpecker. Yeah. Did I swallow one of my three annual spiders? <laughs> Two in one night. Am I now spiders George? Am I the guy who spiders who swallows spiders all the time because I'm outside? Is that me? You like you start and you like wake up and it's like it's sunny and your eyes are all crusty and you feel still feel fine because you're a teenager and you can sleep wherever you want, right? But it's still like, oh wow. Yeah. Why did I do that? You have like spicy mouth because you didn't brush your teeth before spicy bed. Spicy mouth. Uh, I am going to take the trap camera down. I didn't want it to be visible in, in the light. Sure. And then head back towards camp. But on the way out, just sort of like a last ditch attempt, just sort of like touch the sheer cliff. You touch the sheer cliff. There's nothing. There's nothing there. Uh, you know what I actually am also going to do? Sure. Well, I think the the stone Johnnies would allow me to get back. Here's the thing, bud. It's fun you say that. As you're walking back. There's a split in the hiking trail, and you're pretty far out. And as you get farther out, you know, it becomes less maintained. You don't see the stone johnnies anymore. The stone johnnies are gone. Hmm. So that's weird. So I think at every, like, fork in the road on the way back, I'm going to find... This is, like, an old hiker's trick that he does. He's going to face the the Y in the road, look at the left hand, and the first tree you see, if you're supposed to take a left then he's going to scratch out a little bit of the bark in just a vertical line. Sure. And if you're supposed to take a right, then he does it in like a horizontal line. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yeah, you can make those marks for sure. Right. I think as you're making the marks, 
you're doing this also to be like, all right, I got to pretend that I'm like lost in the woods. And I think you're relying on that because if you would relied only on trying to reverse engineer going from camp to the clearing, you would have gotten lost. And you do get turned around a few times because you couldn't just do the opposite of when you walked out there. It's still kind of confusing without the stone johnnies. Yeah, cool. So cool. the path the path out is perhaps different than the path in, and it's certainly unmarked. Yeah. I think you also stumble out of the woods in a totally different area. Like, you're not near the executive cabins anymore. You're kind of just, like, in the woods in the middle of the field. And, <laughs> and Jane is, like, hobbling by on crutches. And he's like, buddy, you're going to miss breakfast. Come on. You also... You are you? Did you sleep outside again? I told you not to do that, to model proper behavior for younger campers. Have you ever heard? Um, you've probably heard uh, of John Mirror. You know, if you remember his one thing that he wrote that was like, "Sleeping in the woods is the path to enlightenment." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, sounds good, buddy. And he like holds up a forearm as like to, to, as like a high five, as a big high five. That's like the best you can do. Less chest bumps his arm. What? Hey, where the, however your canoe floats. Am I right? <laughs> All right. Okay. Last one's there. Well, last one there gets the bad waffle as he crutches away from you. And then Les like kicks his his crutches up from under him. I'm not getting the bad waffle. <laughs> Hey, whatever, no. whatever you need, man. Whatever, find your bliss. All right, I'm, I'm, I could be a Just part of it. Just kidding. He would never All do right. that. Yeah, it's okay. In fact, actually, Les like helps him get there faster. Oh, the op- Oh, you did the opposite. Yeah, Les is a good, good dude. Yeah, and then Jane hits you in the face with a crutch and says, "Ha ha! Never let down your guard." <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> and, cr- and crutches. This is canon. This is really happening. It hits you in the face and crutches away from you faster. You know what? I'm going to let him win this round. Fair play, man. Respect. Fair Les got you, man. All right, cool. I think um, after a few days, Phoebe's finally let out of the nurse. The nurse told me to go home tomorrow. Oh, day. that's right. The nurse no, told we're, you we're to go We're good as of tomorrow. I forgot. Bet- I forgot. The nurse wants to push you out as fast as possible. Yeah, the next day, Phoebe, you have to get out of the nurse's cabin. Nurse Whippet told you to get out of there. Yeah, I go to breakfast. Yeah, and then Nurse Jackson says, Phoebe, what are you doing here? There hasn't been a nurse's cabin here for 40 years. <laughs> Where did the non-binary kids sleep? <laughs> I'm, I'm, joke, no, I'm no, joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's not really haunted. You know it's not really haunted. Hey, now that you two are, are CITs, you know this isn't really haunted, right? That's just like a thing that we say to have the kids fall asleep faster so that they, they stay in their rooms. Phoebe just stares at her and is like, right. <laughs> have a good morning. And then walks away. Nothing weird's ever happened here. Goodbye. There was a oh. raccoon in here last night, just so you know. Oh, I gotta, damn it, I gotta deal with that. Is this what all ghosts are saying when they're saying leave? Like, when ghosts tell you to leave the house, are they just like, you're fine, just take Advil? (laughs) Maybe. You stay in too much. Go hang out with your friends. (laughs) Try karaoke. It's fun. Yeah. Inside here is probably scarier than out there. That's true. (laughs) There's blood on the walls. Is that worse than talking to your friends? (laughs) I think Phoebe goes to breakfast and goes to whatever table Les is at, you know, the best friend's table. Yeah, the uh-huh. best friend's table, yeah. With a, with a waffle, and Phoebe's like, morning. Where do you, very importantly, Phoebe, where do you sit? 
like across from you, I think. Okay, good. Yeah. And then I think Phoebe, like from underneath her tray, pulls out a book and is like, Les, I, I found this one in, in like the Camp Lending Library. It, it's a romance novel about two Bigfoot hunters who fall in love while they try to find Bigfoot in the Pacific Northwest. And I thought you would like it. Like slides it across the table. Thank you, Phoebe. And then I eat it, my, my my waffles. You're welcome. Okay. Then just awkward silence happens, I guess. <laughs> Carrion stomps in with two waffles, sets it down. What did I miss? <laughs> Phoebe, as you're looking around, uh, after after Les is done having a conversation with you. Phoebe's just like, this is like being in middle school all over again. <laughs> God, I feel so bad, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you feel bad, bro. You look around the cafetorium and you see, like, Zev's counselors are kind of, like, leaned over and talking to the counselors at the girls' cabin. And they're just, like, fully just eating waffles from each other's plates and Adorable. have their faces way too close to each other. While Zev is just like, guys, come on, I need to eat... I I need to eat my waffle. I have to get big and strong. That's what my mom tells me to do. And the rest of his cabin, they've taken taken his waffle away from him and, like, all putting their hands on it. Be like, yeah, Zev, you can eat my hand waffle. You love hand waffles, don't you? Then you, I can call you, then if you eat it, we can call you hand waffle for the rest of the summer. And then I was, like, putting their hands and touching his waffle. And Zev's like, come on. Phoebe stands up and just slams her hands on the table and is like, hey. Less ducks down. Here's the thing. The entire cafetorium goes silent. Uh, they all stop eating and stop talking to each other, and they all look over from where the sound came from, and even Springer's like, Dang, that was a loud noise! <laughs> I, think, I think Phoebe, under her breath, is like, The power of nature flows through me. The power of nature flows through me. The power of nature thro- flows through me. And then, like, all of this, like, syrup and, like, sticky components for everyone who's messing with Zev right now explodes in their faces with Jinx. Cool. Do you need a roll on that? Yeah. Give me a magic roll. Uh, that is a seven. Oh, buddy. Let's fucking go. Yes, I love this. I think I just do it in this one. Yeah, you just do it. Yeah, okay, great. I hold one. So, yeah, basically all of those explode in their faces. All of their syrup carafes just explode. Yeah. And now they're all, everyone in Zev's cabin other than Zev is just covered in various types of syrup, regular syrup, butter pecan syrup, blueberry syrup, boysenberry, boysenberry syrup, strawberry, strawberry syrup, other berries, other berry syrup, ecto cooler syrup, which is green. (laughs) So they're just all all covered in syrup as the various carafes just exploded. And Phoebe goes... That's what happens when you you mess around. So stop it or else stuff like that's going to keep happening. And then Phoebe looks at Zev and is like, you good? (laughs) Yeah, Phoebe, thank you. Okay, cool. If they fuck with you anymore, let me know. I think the entire camp wheels around on Zev's cabin and says, oh, shit, you're sticky. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! <laughs> and they're all just like beating on the table. They're just like sticky, sticky boys, sticky, sticky, sticky boys, sticky, sticky boys, sticky, sticky boys. 
Are, and, are they called like Sticky Dan and Sticky Brian and Sticky Isaiah for the rest of time? I mean, for definitely at least a few days, if <laughs> not to say. And everyone is sticky other than Zev. And Zev's like, wow, good. if only I had a hand waffle to mop up all this syrup. And he takes one and just like wipes it on one of the kids' faces and then eats it. <laughs> yeah. And, and the whole camp is just like, yeah. <laughs> zip, 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 zip. Sticky boys, sticky boys, zip, 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 sticky boys, sticky boys. Zip, zip, zip. Uh, I gotta go find an old wooden table and really get you that foley shit. <laughs> yeah. And I think that goes on for like a long time. All of the counselors are like, stop, no, guys, stop. And like the various heads of all the age groups like hold their hand up, which is like the symbol of trying to be quiet. And everyone's just like ignoring it as it's happening until assistant director Z goes, hey. And then everyone gets quiet again and says, all sticky boys, please go outside so we can hose you down. <laughs> <laughs> and then like everyone beats the Yay! table. Everyone goes, sticky boys, sticky boys. And finally they all like usher it out of the cafetorium and finally it starts to come down. And Phoebe just like sits down and like slowly eats her waffle with like a little <laughs> smile on her face. Yeah. Okay. Guess I gotta stop making new syrup from my best friend, decommissioned Willie. Oh, Willie, bring me the ecto cooler. It's the only reason you can get Ecto Cooler now. Because it's decommissioned. Mm -hmm. By the U.S. government. Yeah, you got to get it from a military compound. Mm -hmm. So we didn't run a mystery necessarily because we were just like doing doing some stuff. And Monster of the Week is not usually good for just doing stuff. You're supposed to have a mystery. But we had our, some mysteries of our own. So I still want to do the end of end of session questions. The mystery of friendship. That is really the answer to these two sessions. <laughs> That's the, actually the name of this these episodes is ah. the mystery of friendship. Got it. Okay, so I still want to ask the end of session questions. Did we conclude the current mystery? No, because there was none. Not applicable. No. Yeah. No. Even the ones we did sort of like tackle, we didn't really conclude. Not so. really. Yeah. More questions than answers for sure. Did we save someone from certain death or worse? Not this time. Not unless you count Zev. <laughs> yeah, unless bullying is worse than death. Uh, bullying true. is worse than death, but I'm going to say no on this. Okay. For sure. Did we learn something new and important about the world? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. definitely. And then did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? Yeah. I'd say. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So we get to mark one experience. Yeah. Whee! So we said two. We said yes twice. So we, you all get to mark one experience. We did. Yay. It's true. Did anyone level up? I leveled up earlier, and this is the first experience on my next, my fourth level. Hell yes. I'm one away. Mm, well, then you should uh, stop breaking this baby game and stop <laughs> rolling so well, Brandon. All right. Well, uh, listen, I only have one I only have one thing to say to all of you. Um, I told all of you that I had a secret that I wanted to tell all of you, right? And I would tell you at the end of the session, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've Have I earned a secret treat after role-playing like a like a good co-host? Yes, you've earned a little secret treat. Okay, are all, all of you ready? You're all strapped in? Yeah. Sure. Is, it a pers is it a personal oh. secret? Yeah. Uh, I love pomelos. That's my secret. No, oh. it's not a personal secret. It's a game secret. You want to hear my secret? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hey, I didn't write any of that down. <laughs> I didn't prep it. I didn't prep it all. Eric, my anxiety is so triggered. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon just looks upset. Sorry, I blacked out. <laughs> what happened? I just heard a carnival noise. Yeah. I was on a I was on a merry-go-round. 
Yeah. Brandon is still singing Cher in his head. <laughs> <laughs> you all, yeah, you all told me the things you wanted to do, and I, I had Nurse Whip It in my head already. But Great. other than that, I didn't write any of that down. Damn, I can't Bottle get over it. Red. <laughs> Bottle of red. Bottle of lights. <laughs>